0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Empower. It doesn't matter how much money you have, we all have money questions. Empower is here to answer those questions so you don't have to worry. Take control of your financial future with a real-time dashboard and real live conversations to empower what's next. Start today at Empower.com. Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
0: Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts.
2: Hi, this is David Remnick. I'm excited to introduce a new podcast from my colleagues here at The New Yorker, Critics at Large. You've almost certainly heard Vincent Cunningham, Nomi Fry, and Alexandra Schwartz on the Radio Hour before. They're three writers I always turn to when I want to understand what's happening in books and theater, TV, film, music, and pop culture. Their writing is incisive, and their takes always surprise me. Critics at Large is a show about picking apart big ideas, re-examining classic texts, and understanding new cultural obsessions. So expect to hear about everything from Salman Rushdie to the real housewives, and maybe the connections between the two. In an early episode, they tackle the new biography of Elon Musk, looking at ideas about power, money, cults of personality, and they ask why we collectively mythologize the tech founder to such a huge degree. Here's a preview, and if you enjoyed, I hope you'll consider following Critics at Large wherever you're tuning in now. Welcome
1: to Critics at Large, a new podcast from The New Yorker. I'm Vincent Cunningham.
3: I'm Alex
0: Schwartz. And I'm Naomi Fry.
1: Each week, the three of us come together to make sense of what's happening in the culture right now and how we got here. So today we're going to discuss a new biography of Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson. It's an interesting read because it comes at a time where Musk is like everywhere his cars are on our roads his satellites are in our skies deciding war <laughs> outcomes by the way um his tweets are on our phones but it also struck me as i read this book that it doubles as a study of the myth of the tech founder that's so much with us these days could can we play a quick game um please, please. <laughs> so <laughs> Games, please. Yeah, yeah. well you're welcome um i'll, I'll start first too what is one word that comes to your mind when you think of like the tech genius? Just a word. I'll start. Turtleneck.
3: Oh my god, that was my word.
1: Go well. well get another one quick.
3: Uh, uh. Um. Arrogance. That's boring. Turtleneck was my word. Damn. <laughs> Psychopath.
1: Mm. Um. Uh. Um, <laughs> Too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. 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 no Too it's true. far. Um. F- like fake hippie.
3: Doctor Strangelove. Uh. Awkward.
1: These are all valid. And and maybe they'll come up later. There are no
0: <laughs> wrong answers in
3: this
1: game. There's no wrong answers. Today, we're going to look at Musk for as long as we can stand to, but then we'll go beyond him to think about this archetype, the lone founder somewhere near Silicon Valley who, against all odds, changes our lives and the history of our culture. Um, Musk typifies this, but how much of that is just mythmaking? Why do so many of us cling to this idea? Um, so... Maybe let's let's just start with the book. Let's start with Isaacson's biography, which by the way, I just to tell a quick story, it caused a lot of trouble for me um <laughs> this this week. I first I accidentally while moving my daughter into her dorm room brought it into her dorm room and it caused a big problem. Um What
3: was the problem? The
1: problem was I hadn't taken off the dust jacket yet. The cover of this book is Musk with like his ha- hands in like prayer hands, looking out at you, uh, very like fake Steve Jobs mm-hmm. looking, sort of like trying to reach some sort of profundity. Um, and my daughter was like, "Is this for me?" And I was like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> she's like, "Cause I, cause she's like a computer science person. She, cause you don't think I like him, do you?" I was like, "No, no, I'm sorry." And then when I got on the plane where I read the bulk of this book, I, I took off the dust jacket. It was a s- weird source of shame for me. It
3: did See, it did not occur to me until I came into this recording room and saw your naked book <laughs> that I could have done this because – interesting. I too have had a great amount of shame merely walking around in public trying to find places to read it. I mean yesterday as I was finishing, I, I was camping next to a bush at a local coffee shop and I was – just felt very shaded by the presence of this bush from anyone who might be walking by. <laughs> You know, why? It's, why like they, reading,
0: it's like reading porn in public or
3: something. Yeah, I just want people <laughs> – It fe- well, because I, I think it's – for me – Reading is this, porn. I <laughs> mean, way, Vincent, I like it. for you, I guess your daughter was was just, you know, not wanting to be associated with Elon Musk at the beginning of her career. She didn't college want to be like career. the Musk and, girl. Yeah, like, oh, yeah the em- Musk girl, famously right. Famously
1: loves right, Elon year, Musk. Right, senior
3: year, everyone's like, remember when your dad brought that biography?
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's, the exactly. That's interesting though because I think also – I mean it's so – context based right so in in these spaces where you guys you know uh, uh Vincent in this dorm room and Alex you and you know Brooklyn uh were feeling also a little bit bashful about this but of course we should remember that this biography is flying off the shelves yes yeah and bought not as a hate read of a person who it's embarrassing to be, you know, p- pursuing his life path, but as an ideal, a model yeah. by so many people. And and hence, here lies one of the tensions, right? Yeah. That this is a person who is extremely divisive. And where does this biography stand yeah. in relation to this divisiveness? How, yeah. how close is Isaacson to Musk and how— Far is he for Musk, you yeah. know, in um, so let's, let's telling start his with, life story. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let's start with the text then. Let's just like let's go straight into the book.
3: Yeah. yeah. So what did
1: you think? Of, what were your initial impressions of the book?
3: Well, OK. First of all, I just want to briefly not start with the text. I'm going to go back to the text. But I just think people who have not seen this book should know that the cover is exactly as Vincent described with this kind of cult-like portrait of Elon Musk um, with his hands in prayer position. But the back is to me um you know a, a, a vulgar image. The back the back is a picture of a rocket. It's just I mean I'm sorry. Well Gary
0: Steingart called it a penis and an as Guardian. So I don't you, need right? you. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's just like basically <laughs> so I mean it's the expectations set up by the cover of this book are of a hagiography. Hey That's what we're getting. Um, This approach to biography to me is like riding a mechanical bull. Um, You can feel Walter Isaacson just trying to hang on to the details of the life. Uh, There are a lot of details. Elon Musk has done a lot of things. He's founded a lot of companies. He's launched a lot of rockets. He's created a lot of products. He's caused a lot of turmoil. Um, And the approach is very straightforwardly chronological. We're going to begin at the beginning. We're going to advance bit by bit up through every year. We're going to detail the relationships, the divorces. We're going to go to Tesla, to Starlink, to Twitter, now called X, whatever. Um, (laughs) And I felt at a certain point that the real thread and the plot was getting lost. Um, I I felt that this was almost like notes for a biography in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no perspective here. Yeah, the perspective, I think I agree with you, Alex. The
0: prescript- As I was reading, I felt the perspective was getting lost as well. And uh, um, there's no real questioning, again, not even in a negative way, but there's no questioning if the axioms that um, Musk is presenting and, and Isaacson is ventriloquizing in this book and their validity. So, for instance, just just one example – there's a constant return to Musk's uh, devotion to the idea of interplanetary expansion, right? We have to do this because we have to uh, save the human race. And it's just presented as fact, right? I mean, it's presented— We have presented, to be a
1: multiplanetary. species. We have to yes. be
0: a multiplanetary species. And I'll do—and this is worth everything else. Like, it's—I'll do anything in order for us to, to get there. And it's just kind of um, accepted as gospel— I'm like, wait, is is it—I get that Musk is saying it, but the book is just presenting it as truth, essentially, you know? Um, I I felt quite impressed, and certainly it's not something I would ever be able to do uh, in the kind of, like, reporting and information and gathering and organizing of this book. I think
1: think you'd be able to do it.
0: (laughs) Well— I, thank you I'm, so, I'm sorry to say I,
1: I'm, well, I'm not, no, no, no shade yeah, to Walter I mean, Isaacson. I think you could do it.
0: no no thank you but but it's just it's 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 a large project that is executed I, I just I just want to give props you it's know a what large i mean project <laughs> that is executed <laughs> that sounds really bad if my editor but...
1: wrote that to me i would crawl into a hole and die
3: it is it is large no but you but, have executed guys it. but you know what i mean well this is what i mean about the mechanical bull a bit yeah. i felt like there were moments when i did not and it's i really a large don't project that is executed. Well, I, it, no, you're right yeah. and I, I know what you mean yeah. um it's it's there's a ton of information to try to metabolize yes um, exactly however i felt frequently uh, and I really don't mean this as shade to Isaacson. Actually, I kind of do. Um, I just didn't feel he'd metabolized it. I wasn't sure yeah. if he knew what a B-nut was when he said that the B-nut might no. be to blame no, for the failure just... of the of the second launch, yeah. you know, um, off the Marshall Island Atoll. Like, I, I don't know if he knows yeah. what that is. A lot of it felt to me you could hear Elon in the room quickly explaining what this or that thing was. Um, you know, and the sources, the main sources of the book are – brother you know his brother kimball kimball i almost said kendall because succession is, <laughs> succession I mean, is it's ever really, close to it's a story so like ever this. close. yeah
1: the, the, yeah there are a lot of facts a lot yes. of things that happen but they are but, yeah, so many facts <laughs> but they're all unsynthesized like for one for just one thing that like you can notice through this is like the total acceptance as like sure that makes sense of like giving over things that used to be public to the private sector Right. Like, yeah. it's like, OK, we we do these things faster than Boeing and we do this these, these things faster than these other aerospace companies it's sucking on the teat of government. I think yeah. Elon says at one point and SpaceX can do this better. And that is a something that you notice throughout the book, but it's never tied together by Isaacson. It's something that is a, a, a theme of Elon's. But Isaacson never intervenes as a, to your point, Alex, critical presence to say to show us like there is politics around this. The other thing that he never really shows us is okay, your grandfather decided to move to apartheid South Africa and you grew up in that milieu. What does that mean about how you think about other people? Like, we don't see him as a product of history. We only see him as, like, a, a maker of things. But we never see what currents he's oh, subject so, to.
3: I, I would, so totally yeah. true. Yeah, I, mean, I would argue not only does he not – Notice this or acknowledge it. I think Isaacson is actively um, obfuscating the history. I mean, I know Jillipore made this point in her review for the New Yorker uh, that she wrote of the book. But you know, to to pick up on that detail that you're mentioning, Vincent, about the history and the context for. Um, For Elon's family, yeah, his maternal grandparents moved to South Africa in 1950. And Isaacson says – and I noticed this the second I read it. You know, Isaacson says um, apartheid was still the the law of the land. No, no, no. Apartheid had just been instituted as the law of the land two years before. We're not talking about moving to South Africa in 1989. and Gillipour has also published a really fascinating piece on on the website about the deep anti Semitism yeah. uh, and fascistic yeah beliefs of of the of the grandfather, which Isaacson calls quirky, course quirky. Quirky, quirky political quirky. beliefs. Yeah, he likes to fly planes. So we have a problem. We have a problem. Big
1: problem. Uh, this this issue of Isaacson and his framing maybe helps us move to what is this archetype that we're dealing with? What kind of person is musk supposed to be in his own eyes and in ours we're going to take a quick break and when we're back what do musk and batman have in common (laughs) you're only going to
2: find out here (laughs) stick around (laughs) if you enjoyed this preview please make sure to follow critics at large from the new yorker wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes of the show arrive every Thursday. Thanks for listening.
1: This episode was brought to you by Empower. Are you ready for life's important milestones? What will your retirement look like? Do you know your net worth? Empower can help answer your money questions so you don't have to worry. With a real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future to empower
2: what's next. Start today at empower.com.